So good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of Loyalty Live. In this series, as you know, we've talked to leading agencies, technology partners, and consultants in customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology trends and best practices that impact a brand's ability to drive unique experiences, engagement, and most importantly, customer loyalty. Uh, loyalty Live allows a deeper insight into the state of customer loyalty as we surface some of the challenges uh, from brand marketers that we speak with and use these Loyalty Live sessions as a pragmatic and empirically driven response to those challenges. Uh, and that allows brands to understand and elevate the challenges and opportunities before them. So looking forward to this call. And today we have Gabriela Giancola, who's the co-founder and CEO of Kibi. How are you today? Very good, Mark. Thank you very much uh, for having me here. I'm uh, very excited about uh, the conversation with you. Absolutely. Thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, first off, we'd like to get to know the, the people that we're speaking with on a more personal level. We'd love to know a little bit more about yourself, your role with the company, and a bit about your background. Sure. Um, let's start with the background. I mean, uh, last uh, basically 10 years, I'm always in, uh, in loyalty. Um, worked on uh, different loyalty programs, uh, mostly here in Switzerland, uh, with different kinds of brands, um, Burger King, Subway, Super Dry, um, uh, the Swiss Federal Railway, for example. Um, and so always very hands-on in the market, very in the field and, and getting the data and learning really from, uh, from, from customers, from brands, um, from, from interviewing them and, and really working with them uh, very tightly together. Um, in 2017, um, we basically um, saw, saw blockchain technology and, and from there, the whole world changed basically. And, and we actually um, we actually started then with Kibi, um, uh, let's say this, uh, this very focused adventure on this intersection between loyalty and blockchain technology to really see uh, what can this, uh, this disruptive technology actually do for the whole market and then bring benefits. Um, so yeah, that's a bit about back, background and uh, I mean, what I'm doing at the company, since we're, we're an early stage tech company, uh, you, as a CEO and as a co-founder, you do a bit everything. Of course, I'm more focused on the, on the, on the business side with, uh, with our sales, marketing and product teams. Um, my brother, which is the co-founder, he's more, uh, let's say, on the technical side with our tech and product and design teams. So um, basically covering a bit of everything and growing very fast. So uh, it's, it's never boring here. Um, it's always very, very fun and exciting. And, uh, and COVID, of course, I, I don't have to mention it make, makes the whole thing even more spicy. Let's call it like that. Absolutely. Uh, I think you started to get into uh, kind of the background of the company uh, as you talked about your background. Can you give us a brief overview of the company, uh, kind of what you guys do, how you do sure. it, how you're leveraging blockchain to uh, yeah, you know, enhance sure. the customer loyalty uh, platforms and opportunities? Sure. Basically, what we're creating is a global decentralized um, uh, loyalty ecosystem where brands can connect their loyalty program through blockchain technology and through that basically empower their customers to exchange rewards with each other. Of course, in a very controlled and selected way. So every brand decides with who, with who they want to work together. Um, and blockchain really is used to make the whole process more efficient. You have one decentralized ledger that doesn't that is not owned by anybody in in the whole ecosystem and everybody has the same data so the, all the reconciliation topics that um, loyalty companies are talking about they're basically eliminated it's everything is automatized and it creates a huge efficiency um, for uh, let's say on an infrastructure level that enables many more business models and and many more innovations basically on top so um, the efficiency and the technology technological part is actually a smaller part 
um, what you can do on top of that. Of that, that's really interesting. Um, I mean, just talking about NFTs, for example, uh, it's a huge hype right now. Uh, if you take away a bit the hype, people selling for seventy million, uh, board a yacht club selling for twenty five millions. Um, that that's of course the stuff that we all read, and that's top top of mind when when you talk about NFTs. But actually. There is a huge technological um, uh, efficiency that you can create, and, and with that, a certain liquidity. If you look at collectibles, if you look at uh, tiers, if you look at memberships and all that stuff that has a clear, unique value, the NFT is is, is like made for for those kind of dynamics. So um, for us, it's really about getting to understand the technology more and more and more because it's it's in an early stage, uh, and seeing what kind of use cases can we actually then build for the loyalty market. Okay. Excellent. And can you uh, explain the uh, NFTs? Um, somewhat familiar with them. It, it seems to be uh, very interesting. As you mentioned, uh, the hype around owning a, a, yeah. a five-second clip of your favorite uh, sports teams and kind of the, the market and right. arbitrage that's uh, you know involved. I think uh, obviously our, our listeners would like to learn more as well. Sure, sure. I mean, <clears throat> NFT basically to just break it down from a tech perspective is nothing else that it's called a non-fungible token. So um, if, if, you, if you hear Bitcoin or Ethereum, those are fungible tokens. So they're not unique on the blockchain. Um, and that's why for certain use cases, like if you want to authenticate a certain piece of art, for example, or you want to create a collectible, um, or you want to give a certain right um, to somebody, NFT makes absolutely sense because it is a clear, identifiable, um, unique token on the blockchain. Now, um, the, and as you mentioned it, all the discussion around this millions of dollars that are being done um, and being created. Uh, one, one actually, one super cool example that that makes also a lot of sense um, is um, from Gary Vee, um, the, the the media guy from from New York. So, if you look at the campaign that he did, V Friends, he basically is creating a conference, and what he did is he pre-sold the tickets of the conference with an NFT and gave you additionally to that um, a small art piece. He gave you, for example, depending on the rarity level, 10 minutes FaceTime with him, or I don't know, you can go to dinner with him, or you can have him as a speaker on another conference. And he made with that campaign, 51 million. And that's a good use case to show basically how you can create a huge amount of cash flow before you actually have to do the real, the real thing, because the conference is not yet prepared. So you bought that NFT, but you don't know yet what you get at the conference. So it's like completely open. It's not nothing... It's a completely pre-sold um, event and uh, that nobody knows really what is going to happen. But of course, by creating that marketing machine that he already has or using that marketing machine that he already has, he really created something unique where you as a customer basically have an ownership over different perks, a conference ticket, a very rare art piece that, I mean, on Christie's, he sold now, I think, for one of the artworks in paper he sold for 1.2 million. It went over the Warhol um, auction that, that brought, I think, the sketch from Warhol bought 50K from Gary Vee what was 1.2 million. So there is a huge market behind that. Of course, you have to use it in the right way. And that, that's when you want to get into the liquidity part. On the technological part, there are just a lot of use cases, like when you look at collectibles. Um, as an example, if you go to the supermarket and the kids get the small toy, classic Happy Meal toy when you when you buy the Happy Meal, all that stuff. If you look at kids, how they're playing more and more with phones, it makes sense to create a digital collectible that they maybe have on their phone and can actually trade around. And it's not lost after two weeks in the car of the father. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 
So, so there's a huge potential, but there's also a lot of hype. So it's about, you know, putting away the hype and, and focusing and seeing what is actually, what can actually build with it. Okay, great. When you look at customer loyalty today, you know, what do you think the biggest challenge uh, or potential, and most importantly, the, most, the biggest opportunity you see with regard to customer loyalty? I think it, it's basically both together. It's challenge and opportunity because for me, it's being prepared for next genera- the next generation, basically, of, uh, um, of, let's say, that have the lead on, this, on the spending power. Because if you look at younger generations that right now are 15 years old, 20 years old, 25 years old, in five to 10 years, those are future leaders. Those will have a big spending power. And you basically, as a brand, you need to prepare for those kids, basically. And if you don't understand those kids today, you won't understand them in five to 10 years. Actually, you will be even more lost because they, they did the whole journey and you, you, you want to start then in five to 10 years. So for me, one of the biggest, let's say, challenge for existing brands is really being able to adapt and I would say to actually overthink the whole the whole strategy regarding customer loyalty because if you look how kids are actually interacting with with I wouldn't call it loyalty programs I would call it rewards programs because if you look at the game it's not a loyalty program in 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 that sense but it rewards you every time you actually play more and the more you're going up the more perks you're getting and 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 the better you're in the game and so on so if you want to be ready for these kind of uh, of kits, you have to overthink a lot of stuff. And if you look at existing loyalty programs, I think there is a r- lot of room for optimization and potential to actually move more uh, towards uh, younger generations and actually being ready already in the next one, two, three years. Because again, uh, it might come even faster than five to 10 years. And so um, it's good that, you be, that you're prepared for for that opportunity in that sense. So it's more a challenge if you're not prepared at the end of the day. Okay. When, when you look at the uh, loyalty program design, you talked a little bit about uh, you know, how it's changing, how it's evolving. You know, how do you feel loyalty program design has changed over the, the last few years? It... I mean... Um... Actually, I was just um, I was just thinking about a blog post that we did about the history of uh, of loyalty, and we started back in seventeen hundred with the copper tokens. So the first loyalty programs were copper tokens, where you basically bought something, you got a copper token, and then when you had ten copper tokens, you got something for free, for example. So um, if you think about that, the copper token was used three four hundred years ago, and that a few brands today, and I, I was at the hairdresser three weeks ago, and I actually saw it from a pretty big brand they still had stamp cards in the hairdresser. And they expected the hairdresser, like the person at the point of sales to ask me, hey, do you want to take part of this, uh, of this uh, stamp program? And if they see that, I have to say, okay, there is a lot of change happening and a lot happened in the last few years because you see brands that actually know how to use new technologies and how to actually um, make new designs that are for new generations and new behaviors at the end of the day because... 10 years ago, we had a different world than today. And a lot changed in the last 10 years. So if you if you have the same setup as 10 years ago, most probably you will have the pain. Uh, you will already see the pain or you will start having it in the next uh, few years. Um, so the design, as I, as I mentioned a bit before, what I believe a lot is that since you see kids so much into games, so much into all the time on social media, all the time on games, all the time being connected. So there is a, a huge need 
um, for that instant satisfaction and for that uh, and for that uh, uh, in that sense being together and and also being free in that sense. So not having rules. I think that older generations are more used to rules. You know what I mean? Like this is the way it works. You have to follow it. And and okay, I do it. Younger generations have so many options in front of them. You can't give them rules. And and so this also changes completely the design of a program because you now have to start thinking, how can I bring the most value to these customers without, let's say, being a pain to myself as a brand um, so that I maybe have an disadvantage of it, but at the end of the day, I can't harm the customer um, or take value from him just because I have the feeling that I bring him in the direction that I want. That, from my perspective, won't work in future. Okay. When you look at uh, brands uh, today, they're trying to increase the efficacy of their uh, customer loyalty programs, the reward programs, uh, customer experience strategies. You know, what is a piece or two advice that you would share with brands, maybe that, that you're helping your current list of brands with that can help them improve their customer loyalty uh, or customer experience strategies? Honestly, one keyword, open up or let's say two words, <laughs> two keywords open up um, in the sense of, as I just said before, the future goes and you see the, like, just look at the last 20 years, just with internet, the huge amount of information flow that is available to everybody. So it's already difficult to have that information asymmetry. That was a big, big talk before the internet, because you literally had information asymmetry. Not everybody had the same amount of information. It's still like that, but it's much smaller. Um, and the second thing, social media, like those two events changed so much how we're thinking about everything from shopping, from living, from, literally from living. I mean, the Facebook, uh, the Facebook uh, crash uh, one or two weeks ago, it literally stopped the world. I had the feeling everybody was like, oh, shit, I can't go on Instagram. I, WhatsApp doesn't work. Oh, I can't go on Facebook. So. We're so depending from 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 uh, from these bigger ecosystem and being and having more freedom and having more information that I think it, it just makes sense for you as a brand um, when you think about loyalty. Loyalty is not forcing somebody into a narrow relationship. Loyalty is giving freedom and and being open and 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 partnering with with other brands and that's what we that's the core of what we're doing. Our ecosystem aims to connecting brands and giving more freedom to users. And, and that's, that's what I think is, is, is the piece of advice that I would give to brands. Okay. Open up. Open up, guys. Absolutely. And is there a current trend or new technology uh, or even an idea that you think uh, is, is, is important for brands to be focused on, to be thinking about with regard to customer loyalty today? Um, for me, yeah. I, got, I have a pretty clear, uh, let's say, view on, on what kind of technologies will shape loyalty in the, in the next, uh, in the next uh, few years. Uh, I think that there are two on a, let's say, blockchain. I, I think I don't have to mention it because otherwise I wouldn't, I wouldn't work on it. So, of course, blockchain is, is the first one that from an infrastructure perspective, it will open up so many more opportunities by giving more efficiency that it's a no-brainer that, uh, and with that connected NFTs and so on. So that's, for me, the infrastructure level. Now, on top, you will have AI. Because basically what you need is you have so much data, so much data and customer loyalty. It's a no-brainer to take an AI and to actually get the data analyzed, to learn from that data, and to always evolve. So not I get data every month and I analyze it. 
I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm really talking about a continuous analysis of your data and aggregation of your data. And again, if you open up, you get more data. So you see more about your customer because right now you have a very narrow view on your customer and you have to do a lot of assumptions uh, or maybe a lot of research and paying uh, research uh, companies to, to make assumptions for you at the end of the day um, where, where that has to go. So um, if you open up and, and you use AI um, as a technology, you will have much more, uh, much, much more insights. And then from, a, um, let's say, a experience perspective, what I just said before, I think gaming will be one of the driving forces when, when you talk about loyalty design, when you talk about uh, loyalty experiences and so on. So those are for me the three, let's say, if I would have to give you the advice, what kind of, what would you have to put in your tech stack? That, that's what I would tell you. Okay. And gaming, you're talking about gamification, kind of yeah, yeah, really. Exclusivity, but, but not, even going back to the the, the kind of the non fungible <laughs> tokens as well, correct? Completely, like the, you know, there. Are, I mean, we see we see, for example, right now we have um, we're looking at different uh, at different use cases with a few brands where we have, for example, either on the redemption side, um, you have stuff like the NFT to uh, skip the queue, for example. So you can with your points, you buy that NFT. And the next time when you have like 10 people waiting at the coffee shop, you can just skip the queue because you have that VIP NFT. You know what I mean? That's all stuff. Brand doesn't cost anything on the redemption side. You're selling a huge experience. The cool thing is the next step would be now there is just a limited amount of these NFTs of the skip the queue NFTs. And Mark would like one of those NFTs. Maybe you're actually willing to pay me more points because you want to have that NFT because you're always in a hurry and you need your coffee fast. So, that's something where you actually, that secondary market that is already happening. I mean, you can buy miles. You can, you can do so much stuff. If you go on eBay, you can buy full, full accounts. Of course, brands don't want that. But that's what I'm saying with opening up. Because if your customer is already doing it, you maybe should start listening and you should start thinking, how can I do it in an environment that I can actually steer as a brand, but my customer is happy? And that's where the solution has to be headed. You know what I mean? Not like... I don't want you to do that. You can't do that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, and then the last question I have, and I think you've talked about this a little bit, kind of opening up a little bit. You know, how can brands reimagine their customer loyalty programs, you know, as a, a potential vehicle to increase customer lifetime value, to increase engagement? We see a lot of brands looking for new technology, new strategies. You know, they're reimagining the, the, the programs from uh, kind of mm -hmm. the, the get-go. What do you, what do you uh, suggest uh, brands do to kind of reimagine their programs? Um, so if I, if I would have to, let's say if a, if a brand says, hey, I want to reimagine the whole program for the next five years, for example, where, where are we going? Um, honestly, it has to be, it, it, I think it has to be uh, working, on a, working on it from scratch. So really, I don't want to say put away what you have, get like, take the data that you have, because you learned so much in the last years that you have a huge amount of data. Now, take that data and take some new technologies, some new approaches, talk with customers, talk maybe not with customers that are interesting right now, but maybe they're interesting in three or four years with you. Because then you already know what, this, what does the, maybe the 21-year guy uh, think about? And how, how does he think about that customer experience? What does he think about getting points for that and that interaction? Or what does he think about the 10% discount uh, voucher in the, in the store? And if you then hear that's boring, you actually know you're on the wrong trajectory. 
And that's where you start thinking, you know what? Let me put the NFT collectible in there that somebody can actually then maybe exchange with another customer for also points. So it's still in my ecosystem. It's still super controlled, um, but they're having fun. So it, it, I think it goes a lot into understanding at the end of the day, every company has another customer. So it's really understanding your own customer and maybe not taking the straightforward route that you thought the last five, 10 years was the right one. You really have, to, I mean, it sounds super cliche, think out of the box, but what I mean with think out of the box is let all the beliefs away that you had until now and try to make some new ones. Try to, I mean, let me, let's, let's be honest. How many leaders of loyalty programs touched the game in the last five years? Like touch the PlayStation. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, if you don't have the, if you don't have that kind of interaction, how do you want to design a loyalty program that makes sense for such kind of a target group? So I think that it's much more hands-on work and and relearning a bit, understanding a bit the customer better and seeing what is actually needed now. So it's not a specific approach: use this technology or or do this design. It, it's a mix of of all of those uh, leverages, uh, and it has to fit your customer. Absolutely. Well, I think this is great. Yeah, Gabriella, it's been uh, amazing talking with you. Uh, I like your passion. I think you have some uh, unique approaches and, uh, you know, there is a a great interest in, uh, you know, bringing new functionality uh, to customer loyalty programs and even using potentially a a Bitcoin to, you know, function as a partnership opportunity, huge interest in partnerships. I think uh, learning more about your platform has been great and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Perfect. It was great uh, also for me, Mark. Thank you very much for the invitation and I hope to talk soon to you. Absolutely. Thank you everyone else uh, for taking the time to listen today and please join us back next Tuesday for our next edition of Loyalty Live. Have a wonderful day.